When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-G-O-E-L. Also, you can read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Take, on NFL salary cap and contract matters. Um, today, we're going to take a look at um, Kyler Murray's new contract and also what it might mean for Lamar Jackson. On Thursday, um, Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray signed a five-year extension um, for $230.5 million. That's the new money, which averages $46.1 million per year, um, which makes him the second highest paid quarterback by average yearly salary at $46.1 million. Based on reports, um, there are $104.3 million uh, fully guaranteed at signing, which is the second most fully guaranteed at signing an NFL contract. And 162.7 million in total guarantees. Um, also second in an NFL contract. Now, the way the contract breaks down, um, Murray's getting a 29.035 million dollar signing bonus. His base salary is going to be, <coughs> excuse me, 965 thousand dollars this year. He was scheduled to make five million four hundred eighty-nine thousand three hundred sixty dollars this year between his um, base salary and his training camp roster bonus. There's an option bonus next year for $36 million, which to me was expected. That's the same type of contract structure that DeAndre Hopkins and Buda Baker have. Um, $2 million base salary, uh, $1 million workout bonus, 2024. There's a $37 million base salary, uh, $1 million workout bonus, um, $850. Thousand dollars in per game roster bonuses that breaks down to I believe um, fifty thousand dollars per game um, since the seventeen game season. Yeah, um, by that he has to be active on the forty uh, eight man roster to get those bonuses. Um, twenty twenty five eighteen million dollar base salary, eleven point nine million dollar March roster bonus, presumably third or fifth day of the league year. Workout bonus of $1,857,500. $850,000 in per game roster bonuses. Um, 2026, $22.835 million base salary, $17 million. Um, is, I'll say, third day roster bonus. I don't know the exact date. I haven't seen the contract. Uh, same $1,857,500 workout bonus. $850,000 in per game roster bonuses again. 2027, $19.5 million base salary. Uh, $14.185 million March roster bonus, presumably third day. $1.8 million workout bonus. $850,000 in per-game roster bonuses. And in 2028, 
$34,007,063 base salary, $7.7 million third day roster bonus, $2 million reporting bonus, that means for reporting to training camp on time, $1.8 million workout bonus, $850,000 in per game roster bonuses. So over the, he's got two years left on the contract, five new years under contract for seven total years. That means for seven total years, it's $265,692,360. Um, two remaining years on the contract, um, it's the $5,489,360 that uh, Murray was scheduled to make this year, plus the $29.703 million fifth-year option in 2023. That means he had $35,192,360 uh, left on his contract. How you get the $230.5 million total is you subtract what he had left on his contract from the total over seven years, and that's the new money. That's what the negotiation was over. Now, from a cap standpoint, Murray's cap number for this year was scheduled to be $11,386,841. Now, his new cap number is going to be $12,669,481. That means it's an increase of $1,282,640 from what his cap number was going to be now. That may be a little off because there was a report that the roster, uh, the workout bonus in 2023 is fully guaranteed. That's the case. It's fully guaranteed. It's signing. has skill injury and salary caps. It's signing. It gets prorated. Then that would increase the 2022 cap number by $200,000. And since it's prorated, then the workout bonus in 2023 to have counting fully in that year come out and it would subtract the 2023 cap number decrease it by um, $800,000 now along those lines I have the 2023 uh, cap number at 16.07 million and here here's why you got the signing bonus the new signing bonus that gets prorated um, 29.035 million at, at 5.807 million from 2022 to 2026 because you can um, prorate signing bonuses length of the contract up to max five years. Now, you've got the uh, option bonus, which is to pick up the 28 contract year, the 36 million. That's going to get prorated also for five years starting in the year the options exercise. The options exercised in 2023. That gets prorated 7.2 million on the cap 2023 through 2027. Now, Technically, the way it's going to be written is there's going to be uh, his base salary in 2023 is going to be a fully guaranteed $38 million. And it will reduce to $2 million when the $36 million option is exercised. If they don't exercise the option, then they'd have a $38 million fully guaranteed base salary in no 2028 year. That's set up that way to in so that the option does get exercised because you can't really afford the cap hit of the $38 million base salary plus a $1 million workout, 39 and the proration of 5.807. Um, so that's how the option bonuses typically are structured with the huge base salary that reduces upon exercise of the option. Now, 
Cap numbers start ballooning in 2024 when the cap should really start rising. 51.857. Um, following year, uh, 2025, 45,614,500. Then 55,000,000 in 2027. Then in 2028, there's no proration. It's just salary, $46,357,360. That's about where we rank, and that's how um, the deal is structured. Now, in terms of his overall cash, it goes, it's got $30 million after one year, and I'm not counting any deferrals. Um, $69 million after two, uh, 107 Eight five million after three. Where that comes into play is let's look at how um, Kyler Murray compares to two highest paid extensions um, of first round picks, which were done with two years left on their contract. That'd be Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. From a uh, pure uh, cash standpoint, <laughs> he's in a uh, uh, much better place. Than um, either one of these guys because he's got 30 million in cash. Um, Mahomes through the first existing year, uh, 10.825 million. Josh Allen, 20 million um, through the second existing year. Mahomes is at basically 33.631. Allen's at 67 million. The cash is not a friend of Mahomes' deal. Through the first new year, which in Murray's case would be 2024. He's at 107.5 million. Allen's at 95, and Mahomes is at a shade under 63.1. Then, if you go to second New Year, then we got um, Murray at 140 million, 457,500. Um, we got Josh Allen at 125 million. We've got Patrick Mahomes at a shade over 100.3.5 million. Now, that's just to say that. Um, Mahomes' deal is extremely backloaded, and I would imagine some of those benchmarks were important, not the Mahomes ones, the Allen ones, were important in terms of how to structure this um, Murray contract. Um, there is a one thing in the uh, Murray contract, which you see in those two contracts. Now, when you say there's $162.7 million overall guarantees, that's the money that's guaranteed for injury that can convert to being fully guaranteed at some point in time during the deal. Now, in the Allen deal and the um, Mahomes deal, you get to a certain point in those deals that there's money that's unsecured that does become fully guaranteed um, a year early. And you do see that with the uh, uh, 2027 year um, with Murray, at least with the base salary. That it's not guaranteed the $19.5 million base salary in 2027 is not guaranteed and it becomes guaranteed in 2026. So that's a, and you, you really don't need that in a five year deal, but I, that's, that's something which they borrowed from the Allen and Mahomes deals now. Kyler Murray is a beneficiary of the Cardinals not doing the deal on the timetable he wanted. Um, he wanted a contract like yesterday from as soon as the offseason ended. And had they gone in his, on his timetable when the only three $40 million per year quarterbacks were 
Mahomes at 45 million, Allen at 43 million, and Dak Prescott at 40 million. He's definitely not at 46.1 if they'd done it when he wanted to very early in the offseason. Um, I'm not sure he's above Josh Allen. It's 43 million per year. Maybe he's at 43.5. He's definitely definitely wouldn't have gotten above Mahomes. Um, so going on the more conventional timetable for first round picks getting done with two years left definitely paid off for him because then any intervening events were Aaron Rodgers coming in over fifty million per year. Um, the fully guaranteed contract for Deshaun Watson um, at forty six million per year, which is what he barely beat. And you had a couple other quarterbacks, um, Derek Carr coming at forty point five million on a team friendly three year extension, and Matthew Stafford cutting the Rams a huge break uh, to coming at forty million per year. So. <laughs> It worked out better for him waiting. Now, there are a couple things in this deal <laughs> that were quite surprising. Yeah, the guarantees, he's second in the league in total guarantees. That's not what's surprising at $104.3 million. Big gap between him and the fully guaranteed contract at Deshaun Watson, $230 million. But Aaron Rodgers is third at, at $101.45 million for what's fully guaranteed at signing. In the total guarantees, Kyler Murray's second. Um, Rodgers is at 150.665 million. That's what he surpassed. Two things which are really surprising to me: one, the per game roster bonuses. Now, Kyler Murray does not have an injury history, and sometimes that's when you see per game roster bonuses in, in contracts because they want a team wants to uh, hedge their bet against somebody who has an injury history. So if they can't remain healthy, then they're going to get a cap and cash break because the um, money is only payable in a per-game roster bonus if you are active. And Cardinals typically don't do these. This is a guy who's played 46 of a possible 49 games, so there's no durability concern. But DeAndre Hopkins doesn't have per-game roster bonuses. Uh, Buda Baker doesn't have per-game roster bonuses. Highest paid player on the team with per game roster bonuses is um, left tackle DJ Humphreys. 500,000 per game roster bonuses in 20 and 2021, and a million in 2022. So, with Kyler Murray, these things are huge. Um, $850,000 per year, $50,000 per game. Now, that's the. Um, we typically don't see per game roster bonuses of quarterbacks. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo had them at $800,000 in per game roster bonuses, and when the contract was done, the 17th game didn't exist. So it was $50,000 per game for the first 16 games. Um, but that's standard in all 49ers contracts. You're not doing a 49ers contract unless there are per game roster bonuses. So that was a given. Um, but outside of that, you don't see per game roster bonuses in high end quarterback deals. Um, Aaron Rodgers had them in his. 2013 extension in the new years. It was $600,000 per year. And 2017, when he, I think he broke his collarbone, I believe. He lost $337,500 for not being active. <laughs> they haven't been in a contract of Aaron Rodgers since then. The 2018 extension, no per-game roster bonuses, and not in the current one. Um, Tom Brady, when he did an extension in 2016, had a million dollars of per game roster bonuses in his 2018 and 19 um, contract years. That's 62,500 per game, not in his Tampa Bay contract. And and 
the largest per game roster bonuses I've ever seen in a contract were in um, Colin Kaepernick's extension. Um, he had $2 million of per game roster bonuses. That's $125,000 per game. And it came back to bite him in the ass in 2015 because um, Kaepernick was injured that year and lost $875,000 in per-game roster bonuses um, because of an injury. So he was out seven games. So how this thing works, just to hammer the point home, let's say Kyler Murray misses eight games when the per-game roster bonuses um, kick in in 2024 let's say he misses eight games that's fifty thousand dollars per game he's out four hundred thousand dollars they'll get the cap relief and save the cash um you don't see those in quarterback contracts for the most part certain teams you sign a contract with them you're going to have them niners for sure raiders have started doing them since they came over from new england new england does does those Packers, for the most part, have them, but Aaron Rodgers was able to get them exempted out. Chiefs have had them, dating back to when Carl Peterson um, ran the Chiefs. He was the uh, grandfather of per-game roster bonuses, and and Andrew Brandt, when he was um, doing contracts for the Packers, made them a staple in Green Bay contracts. Now, other thing is I've never seen workout bonuses as big as Kyler Murray's. That in some years, it's getting close to $2 million. Like the smallest ones in the new years is $1 million. They peak in 2025 and 2026 at $1,857,500. Basically, you just show up for the workout program during the offseason. You have to participate under the collective bargaining agreement in 84.375% of the workouts to earn your workout bonus. Sometimes there's an additional um, requirement in the addendums of a contract for a workout bonus where you have to timely report to training camp and participate fully in training camp in order to get the uh, workout bonus. I haven't seen the language in the contract. That may or may not be there. But you don't see tons of workout bonuses in um, quarterback contracts, but you'll get the money no later than the start of the regular season. So, you're going to work out anyway. This just requires him to be there uh, with the team, which he wasn't for most of this offseason. And right now, the biggest workout bonuses in a contract that Josh Allen has a million in his 2026 to 2028 contract years. 2022 to 2025, it's uh, 500000 Um Patrick Mahomes has $550,000 tied to his compensation each year in the extension years in workout money. Aaron Rodgers in his 2018 extension had $500,000 in workout bonuses each year. Um, the Cowboys do something a little bit differently. Um, they have a workout de-escalator where your base salary will decrease in, in Dak Prescott's case $500,000 if he doesn't participate in 84.375% of the workouts. And Deshaun Jackson's, not Deshaun Jackson, uh, wrong Deshaun. Um, Deshaun Watson. Um, Deshaun Watson's Texans contract had a $500,000 workout bonus uh, base salary escalator um, for the workouts. Now, Murray's the first 2019 first-round pick to get a contract done this year. Typically, you only see three first-round pick extensions um, done 
um, for players after their third year. Usually they get done in their contract year. Last year you had Josh Allen, Colton Miller, and Frank Ragnow uh, were the ones. We started to see a recent trend of quarterbacks. You had two quarterbacks in 2020, Watson and Mahomes, and then, in two, and then the year before, um, you had uh, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. So a quarterback getting an extension after three years is not unusual. I'll say that um, Kyle Murray made the right choice in terms of sport he's playing, um, that if he played baseball, <laughs> he may not even be in the majors right now. And would probably be, if he is in the majors, he's years away from getting a huge payday because you're not eligible for salary salary arbitration until you, three years of service time. And runner shift free agency, six years of service time. So Kyler Murray made the uh, right choice from a career standpoint. Now, why didn't Kyler Murray get a fully guaranteed contract? Now, I never thought Kyler Murray was getting a fully guaranteed contract from the Cardinals, and here's why. Um... Place for a team which the Bidwell family, not a cash-rich team. So I didn't really expect that to happen. Um, they defer a significant amount of signing bonuses in their big contracts, so I'm assuming there's a signing bonus deferral with him. Even in his rookie contract, he had a signing bonus of $23,589,924. $6,839,924 wasn't paid till March 2020. Um, whereas second overall pick um, Nick Bosa got his signing bonus on a lump sum. So I don't think that the um, Bidwells were ever going to be able to meet the uh, archaic funding rules where you have to put future guarantees into escrow. So Kyler Murray getting a fully guaranteed contract was something I never thought was a realistic possibility. Um, But nonetheless, he does become the second highest paid um, player by average salary, new money, average, second most guarantees in a contract, and has the second most fully guaranteed at signing. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So what does this um, Watson deal mean for Lamar Jackson? Um, as we all know, Lamar Jackson is scheduled to play... 2022 on his fifth year option of 23.016 million. This is a contract year for Jackson. Jackson doesn't have a conventional agent. Um, his mother and I'm assuming some team of advisors are behind the scenes helping him trying to negotiate a contract, which uh, things have been going pretty slowly. One thing that raised some eyebrows to a lot of people was a couple of weeks ago after he had an event in South Florida, his um, annual fun day event, 
um, on social media, uh, he put had an image, I need money, which most people assumed was related to his contract. And he said it was from a movie, How High, which he liked and thought the picture was funny. I'm not sure I'm buying that. If you're in a contract year, you have to know the light bulb registers. You put, I need money, that people are going to take that as a message to the uh, Ravens about your contract. Now, what this deal does to me is sets a floor for the average per year, $46.1 million. Now, as I just said, I don't think um, I never saw... Murray is a candidate for a fully guaranteed contract. We do know that um, Ravens owner um, Steve Bishotti was not a fan of the Deshaun Watson contract, and he made that very clear at the owners' meetings when he made some comments about um, Deshaun Watson getting a fully guaranteed contract. That uh, he kind of lamented that, why him? And the fact that you... <laughs> you have a guaranteed contract. Now, if I'm the um, Ravens, <laughs> I try to sell Lamar on the fact that, hey, this contract of Kyler Murray is indicative of the market because, one, we've had Derek Carr, who had a whole different agenda, who was the first quarterback after Deshaun Watson, comes in at $40.5 million. Really low guarantee, $7.5 million signing bonus, um, 24.9 fully guaranteed signing. But he was doing conscious effort on his part to save money and cash for other players like Hunter Renfro to get an extension. And now you have the second one and Kyler Murray. I'm selling him, hey, this is indicative of the market. This is a guy coming off of a uh, rookie contract. So let's structure your contract like Murray's. And even if you, even if Lamar doesn't go push for a full and guaranteed contract. It should not be like Murray's from the standpoint of these huge per-game roster bonuses, which if I'm the Ravens, I want because of Lamar's playing style and the fact that down the stretch last year, uh, he was sidelined for the final four games of the year for an ankle injury, <laughs> so you'd want some money back. <laughs> you'd, you'd be able to get money back if he's not active. No, that, that's that's a non-starter um, for me if I'm Lamar Jackson. Um, two... I'm still pushing for that Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed contract. And it gets back to the fact that I have no baggage. I've accomplished more than him, um, than he has. I've won an MVP. He hasn't. He can't get his team to the playoffs for the most part. <laughs> so I'm still sticking with the fully guaranteed contract thing. And, yeah, if you can give me, I'd take 231. If you want to go five years fully guaranteed, New Year's, fine. And when you do that, you're talking five New Year's, you really got to tack on $23.016 million to the guarantee because that's what he's making this year that's already fully guaranteed. So it would be six years totally guaranteed um, in that case. Now, if I'm the Ravens and I have to go the fully guaranteed route or he's insisting upon that, then maybe the compromise would be a shorter contract. Would it be more like the uh, um, Kirk Cousins guaranteed contract in 2018 where it was a straight three years, $84 million, maxed out at 90 through incentives? So if you tacked on three new years, would you get a little discount from the $46 million to maybe $45 million? And that's $135 million in new money fully guaranteed plus the 23.06 million so you're talking 158.016 
And I'm pointing out to the Ravens, if I'm uh, Lamar Jackson, that yeah, if we don't get a deal done, you got to franchise me. Yeah, you can say all you want. You can stick the non-exclusive franchise tag on me. That number's going to be about $32 million or, or so. Um, it should be 14.212% of the 2023 salary cap, whether that's 225 230 wherever the cap comes in next year. Max compensation on an unmatched offer sheet, which uh, be at a quarterback needy team, let's say the Panthers, <laughs> and you're looking to uh, put an offer sheet together that Baltimore wouldn't want to match or couldn't match, you have to give up two first-round picks. <laughs> well, the compensation this year for uh, Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson and their trades is a whole lot more than two first-round picks. <laughs> Because the Texans uh, dealt Watson a 2024 six-round pick for three first-round picks, 2022, 2023, and 2024, and a 2022 fourth-round pick, 2023 third-round pick, and 2024 fourth-round pick. And Russell Wilson, um, the Broncos got him, got Wilson in a 2022 fourth-round pick for multiple players, Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, quarterback Drew Locke, Two first-round picks, 2022 and 2023. Two second-round picks, 2022 and 2023. And a fifth-round pick in 2022. So that's setting it up for, hey, this is great value from a draft choice compensation to go get Lamar Jackson. So that means you'd have to go the um, exclusive tag. Now, the exclusive tag is a little bit different in terms of calculation. Um, it's the average of the top five salaries, which are basically cap numbers with some minor adjustments at the end of the restricted free agent signing period, in, which would be next year, next March 21st, so the 2023 um, average of top five salaries. That number currently projects to $45.648 million. It's subject to change depending upon new deals, quarterback deals, restructures, pay cuts, releases between now and then. Um, but that number gets locked in the day you stick the franchise tag in from the restructure standpoint. So any restructures which took place after the date that you franchised them, those numbers are frozen. The releases, they, they'll, they'll still, the uh, new ones will still count, or any new deals. But if I'm Jackson, I'm like, look, you can franchise me for basically 45.5. You do it again. We're talking a little over um, 54.775 million. Uh, for the second tag and a 20% increase. The third tag in 2024, 44% increase, $79 million. You can pay me $100 million over two years, basically, and I can walk. So that's kind of where his leverage point is to me, try to push for the fully guaranteed contract. I'd be comfortable going <laughs> basically doubling my salary from $23.016 million to $45.6 next year. <laughs> Going year to year, um, do the Ravens really want to tie that much money up on the cap as well? Um, they can't get a deal done. Now, the only way I would consider the non-fully guaranteed contract, the conventional one, is we're going no more than four new years, and we're going to have to have a tremendous cash flow. It's got to be extremely player-friendly. They gave a really player-friendly extension Last year, from a cash flow standpoint, to Mark Williams, it sticks out like a sore thumb compared to the other tight end deals. It's phenomenal the way that deal is structured. You have to do better than that. The best 
cash flow in a four-year extension with one year left is Russell Wilson's deal with the Seahawks in 2019. You have to kind of match that cash flow from a percentage standpoint. And I'm also telling the Ravens, this is just me, if you want me to not have a guaranteed contract, well, Deshaun Watson, this is a very simplistic way of looking at it, that Deshaun Watson's under contract for 2022 through 2026 at $230 million. Guess what? I need slightly more than $230 million over these five years. So that means the new money, let's say it would be $230.016 million over the five years. So my overall cash is a little bit more to forego the fully guaranteed contract. The new money average, you subtract out the $23.016 million. That's $207 million over four years, $51.75 million over the four years. You can justify it based on the average of two franchise tags, plus I'm giving you two years. So if we had similar, the cash flow percentages in Russell Wilson's deal are insane. Through the first new year, he's got $50.7 million of new money. Through the second new year, he's got 64.3. Through the third new year, he's at 81.4. Now, when you're talking what would be a neutral deal, neither front-loaded or back-loaded, neither player-friendly or team-friendly, you'd have 25% of the new money after the first new year, 50% of the new money after the second new year, 75% of the new money after the third uh, new year. Now, if you wanted me to go the conventional route, that means you probably have to have the first two years um, fully guaranteed, uh, 2022 and 2023. And... That's going to put my full full guarantee in the $128 million neighborhood. And then from a cash standpoint, um, in new money, I'd have I'd have like $105 million in new money after the first new year. Like hundred between $130 and $135 million through the second new year. I'd be approaching like $168, $168.5 new money after the uh, third new year. Now in terms of what the full guarantee would be, um, I would want 2024 to become fully guaranteed in 2023, and I want part of 2025 to be fully guaranteed and uh, become fully guaranteed in 2023. Be guaranteed for injury at signing. So we're talking between 170 and 175 million in um, overall guarantees. If I'm gonna not go the fully guaranteed contract route, but that's how I would look at it from a standpoint of what this deal does with Lamar Jackson. First, try to say it has no bearing. Stick with the, keep my eyes on the prize for the Sean Watson fully guaranteed contract. Um, Point out to them, if we can't get a deal done, you're not going non-exclusive. You're not going to give me the non-exclusive franchise tag, too much of a risk. You're going to go exclusive. Here's where those numbers are. You put me average two franchise tags. I'm right at 50, and I could walk because the third franchise tag is too cost prohibitive. Now, if you want two extra years, you're going to have to pay me more to lock me up for two extra years on the average and put my cash pretty much the same as where Deshaun Watson's is over the five years for me to forego the fully guaranteed contract. That would be the gist of it. Now, um, that's going to be it for this week's um, Inside the Cap. Uh, Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And you can read my regular CBSSports.com agent's take on NFL salary cap and contract matters. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time.
拜。